look at Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verses 16 through 19 and we're going to talk about praying for our leaders praying for our leaders we've chosen to uh, to kind of take some uh, nuggets from Ecclesiastes and use that to focus our time in prayer and it's a good thing because Ecclesiastes is really about life in a messed up world and that all that's not done in, 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 in God's name and for his, according to his purpose is vain and so we pray the Lord when he taught the disciples how to pray um, praying uh, according to God's will thy will be done thy kingdom come um, on earth so we pray for earth and that his will be done even as it's going to be done in heaven. And we look forward to, we know that he has the power uh, to bring about his complete will. And he is absolutely doing that. It's not a lost cause. Uh, things are out of, uh, spiraling out of his control. Um, and so we can pray knowing that God, God's purpose is going to be accomplished. One of the things that Job said, we're looking at our study in Job chapter 42, one of the lessons of life that Job learned through his trials, through his hardships, he says, I learned that your purpose will be accomplished. Nothing that you purpose will be thwarted. And it's like, wow, God, no matter what I'm going through, no matter what I see from my viewpoint, you're still doing exactly what you plan to do, and you're accomplishing all that you plan to accomplish. That gives us encouragement. Uh, in our prayer time. God is accomplishing and he chooses to accomplish it as answers to our prayer. He wants us to be in line with his purpose as we pray. So today let's look at Ecclesiastes 10. I'll start reading at verse 16. Woe to you, O land, when your king is a child and your princes feast in the morning. <laughs> Think about that saying you're in a bad position when your leaders aren't where they should be. That could be leadership from anywhere. It could be if we look at our small nucleus of our families, men, if we're not in line and leading as God would have us, our families are suffering as a result of that. In our jobs and in our churches, if we don't lead and, and, and set the example as God would have us, those um, under our leadership are suffering as a result of that in our community, in our broad community as a, as a, as a city, as a state, as a nation. Um, when our leaders aren't doing what they should be doing, uh, when they don't have a maturity um, that they need. Um, when your king is a child, and your princes feast in the morning. Look at the contrast, verse 17. Happy are you, O land, when your king is a son of nobility. And your princes feast at the proper time for strength and not for drunkenness. When leaders have your good in mind. And I know we struggle to see that um, where we live. <laughs> we, we see leaders that have kind of like gone astray. Um, and in my view, sometimes don't even have a clue of, of what it is to, to lead the city, to lead this state, to lead this nation in right ways. And so we ought to pray for them. And I'm going to touch on a few things of how we can, can do that. But it's given us a warning that, hey, we live in messed up times. And we have messed up leadership. Um, but God is still in control. 
and we need to pray accordingly. <clears throat> Another thing he introduced, um, verse 18, through sloth, the roof sinks in. And through indolence, the house leaks. What is he saying? There's some things that we need to be doing and should be doing and should be consistent in doing. And when we don't do what we need to do, when we're lazy in what we do, we're going to see the consequence of that. We're going to pay the consequence of that. That's good for us to know as adults. It's good for us to teach our children, but it's also good for us to model before others. Let's be faithful in doing the jobs that we ought to do. Now, we see that in the physical world. He says, hey, when you don't take care of maintenance, things are going to start falling apart, right? We know that with our cars. We know that with our homes. We know that with anything that we have, we don't keep up maintenance on it. Um, it's not going to last as long as, as it should. Um, we're not going to get the best use out of it. And so the same thing in our spiritual walk, isn't it true? We need to maintain, and one of the things we do in prayer is to be steadfast in maintaining um, um, our spiritual discipline, our spiritual discipline of prayer, praying for God's strength, praying for God's work, um, praying in the lives of each other. Um, if, if we don't maintain a discipline, there's a, a degree to which we, we see the falling, the decay of things around us. Bread is made for laughter, wine gladdens the heart, and money answers everything. <laughs> I put that verse on gifts sometimes when I give a gift. <laughs> Especially when you give those gifts that are like a, a money card. Money answers everything. You can use it as you please. Well, it seems to answer everything, doesn't it? It's some things that, that, that just encourage us, um, and uh, we do need to be encouraged. Let me just share a few verses that deal with leadership and kind of I call it nuggets for Proverbs, and they're all in Proverbs 28, so we can turn and look at a few things. Proverbs 28 gives us some nuggets on leadership, and this is how we can pray today for whatever level of leadership we want to pray. We want to pray for leadership in our home, men praying for yourselves and your example and your testimony, um, 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 praying for the leadership of your home, if that's your husband, if that's um, you, and pray for that and model and learn from some of the lessons that we we'll learn here. Proverbs chapter one, chapter 28, verse 1 through 6. Just read it and pull a few things out of there. The wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. When a land tra transgresses, it has many rulers, but with a man of understanding and knowledge, its stability will long continue. Think about that on your job. You know, have you gone through a lot of transitions on your job or, or maybe in, 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 in your company? Um, uh, saying when you have good leadership you tend to have stability when you don't you got trouble bring that to the home men when we are faithful we stabilize our homes when we aren't they crumble pray for our strength our stability our living as a testimony us to be grounded on the foundation and us ourselves to be that foundation for those who depend on us. Verse 3, a poor man who oppresses the poor is a beating rain that leaves no food. 
Those who forsake the law praise the wicked, but those who keep the law strive against them. So we can be praying for wise leadership that is helping and not oppressing. Those who forsake the law praise the wicked. Um, leadership that will challenge and punish wickedness. For a long time in this city, I've, 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 I've said personally, I detest the idea that, that police will let crime go. That means, you know, you, you, you get a criminal and he wants to run from you, he drives away, don't chase him. How wicked that is, how foolish that is. We encourage wickedness when we do that, and yet we have some people who think that's a good idea. Those who forsake the law praise the wicked. Verse 5, evil men do not understand justice, but those who seek the Lord understand it completely. There's so much um, we can think and reflect on that. We need leadership that understands God's ways, the way of justice and what is right. All of this does help us see that we long for right leadership and we long for a good shepherd, one who's going to lead us in truth and in righteousness. And that's not coming through the Democrats. That's not coming through the Republicans. It's not coming through any party except Jesus. And we recognize that. We long for that. And so we long. Now, as we long doesn't mean that we don't see what's happening on our level. And, and call out injustice when we see it or, 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 or foolishness when we see it and pray for leadership as we see them have need for that. But we long for our Savior, and that's our hope. Milwaukee will never be a paradise and a haven. Neither will any other city on earth. Our hope is in heaven. Doesn't mean that I don't want to, we'll look at another, we won't have time to look at it, but in First Timothy, talk about we pray for our leaders so that we might live a quiet and peaceful life. We do that. And that, that's, 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 that's an outcome we'd like to see. But we realize all our eggs are in the basket of heaven, really. And we, that is our true hope. It's going to be fulfilled there. Okay, um, skip around a few other verses just to give you some food for thought. Think about how this applies towards leadership. Proverbs 12, verse, Proverbs 28, verse 12. When the righteous triumph, there is great glory, but when the wicked rise, people hide themselves. I can make all kind of applications to all the unrest that we've had in the recent year. But you can think that through as well. Verses 15 through six, 15 and 16. Like a roaring lion or a charging bear is a wicked ruler over poor people. A ruler who lacks understanding is a cruel oppressor. But he who hates unjust gain will prolong his days. Make proper application there. Verse 19, whoever works his land will have plenty of bread, but he who follows worthless pursuits will have plenty of poverty. You might think, what does it have to do with leadership? This is the format that is wise. Have a situation where 
Those who work hard are rewarded. That's a biblical principle. That's just a principle of life. You are wise to, to promote that type of principle. Whoever works his land will have plenty of bread, but he who follows worthless pursuits will have plenty of poverty. All right, verse 21. To show partiality is not good, but for a piece of bread a man will do wrong. Certainly we, we want to discourage that uh, in leaders, and that affects the integrity of a leader. Verse 28, when the wicked rise, people hide themselves, but when they perish, the righteous increase. Godly's principles. If we want to look to how to lead in our home, how to lead in our communities, God has the answer to that. And he also has the model for that. Let's not forget who that model is. It is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the righteous leader. We long for him. And as leaders ourselves, we should model him. We must model him. We see in him all the things we need to see for good and proper leaders, leadership. And we, um, we encourage and challenge in ourselves to line up with the Lord Jesus Christ. Good evening, saints. I want to continue through the Gospel of John in our meditation. Jesus has just left. And so we're going to see Jesus speaking with the group that believes. And he teaches them a few things. hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am you may be also. And you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and you have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and it is enough for us. Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak in my, on my own authority. But the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or else believe on account of the works themselves. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. And greater works than these will he do. Because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. All right, we'll stop there today. Through Jesus talking to his disciples. He says, let not your hearts be troubled. That's how he starts it off. What does he mean by not let not your hearts be troubled? And what is the solution? 
who else knows what does it mean let's look at it backwards what's the solution that he gives to your hearts being troubled all right now let's think about this backward even in the father's solution what's the problem all right lack of faith not believing right so being troubled is the same as not believing right being troubled is the same as not believing why why will we say those are the same What does being troubled have to do with not believing or not having faith? Okay, definitely. That's definitely one way to look at it, for sure. And that is true, right? So we can either be saying, number one, we don't know if God is in control, or the second one, which I believe is what Jesus is saying is, we believe God is in control, but we don't like what he's doing. Because he says, believe in God. Believe also in me. What does he mean by believing in God? Are you just saying, I believe there is a God? Right? People say that all the time. That's not going to save you from being troubled. He's saying, put your trust in God. Right? Put your trust in God and, and believe in what he's doing. Believe in his plan. Alright, so we're just like you might say, I might say to my wife, hey, just, just trust me. Right? I might say that to my wife. And what am I saying in that? Believe in the concept that I exist? No. Believe in my good intentions, right? Believe that my plans are going to be good. Believe in my good character. And so it's the same thing with believing in God. And that's why I don't, I, I don't really like to ask people if they believe in God anymore because what they think I'm saying is not what they hear. They believe there's a question of whether we believe God exists or not. And I'm asking the question is, do you believe in the character of the God that's presented in this Bible? Right? Do you rely on him? We sing a song, what a friend we have in Jesus. Why do we know we have such a friend? It's because his character is revealed in this book. Right? And once it's revealed in this book and you believe, then you have a personal relationship with him, so you know him. I know him. So if you know him, then even more, the relationship between you should be one of growing trust. Because now you know him. We're going to see later on in this chapter, it talks about how God is going to live in us. That produces this closeness where even my wife don't know all my thoughts, right? But God knows all our thoughts. There should be in us an intimacy or a level of depth to our relationship that nobody else can have. Because nobody understands us more than God. One of the biggest pathologies or biggest problems that we have in the world right now is that oftentimes, even Christians will lie to themselves. And when we talking to ourselves, sometimes we lie to ourselves. But God even sees through those lies, right? We may even be fooled by our own words about ourselves. But God is not. And so he sees us for who we are, and that is sometimes scary, right? Because all of us, just like we walk outside, we had a dream about being naked in front of everybody, right? 
We all had it, and that's all considered a nightmare. Nobody sees that dream like, ooh, I was happy I had that dream. No. It's called a nightmare for a reason, because we don't want to be revealed before everybody. But we are all naked before God. And for sometimes that is scary, because you can't say no excuses to God. God knows what you really was doing. God knows the real reason you said what you said. God know the real reason you did what you did. You might have smiled, and God knew you hated that person. And so that's the kind of God that we're dealing with. Believe in God. Jesus said, believe also in me. A lot of people say they believe in God, but then they don't have nothing to say about Jesus. That is impossible according to this word. Why? Because the Father is in Jesus. And Jesus is in the Father. Jesus said, I and the Father are one. He says, I go to prepare a way, a place for you. Thomas is like, where is it going to be, Lord? How are we going to find a way? We don't know where you're going. They think literally because Jesus is being mysterious about his death a little bit. He said, you know the way. I am the way, the truth, and the light. We talk about Jesus. It's so important for us to preach about Jesus and not necessarily just talk about a bland God. Because I got, when I say things about God at work, the Muslim guy at work, he agree with me. And me and him can have perfectly agreeable conversations about God. But when we talk about Jesus, that's a whole other subject. That's who we need to talk about, though. Jesus. He says, show us the Father, and it's enough for us. Jesus said, I'm the Father revealed. Jesus' name, Emmanuel, means God with us. He said, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. Now, what does that mean? All of us going to get on the cross and raise three days later. That's what it means. What does he mean? What does he mean? Let's take a little bit of the mystery out of it a little bit. If it was just something that he was saying to just the apostles, would it be a recorded in Scripture? Some people interpret this passage that way, right? He just talking to the apostles, and he talking about the great miracles that we saw in Acts where Peter's shadow will fall on people and they will get healed, right? And don't get me wrong, that is partially fulfilled in that, but that's not all. Because if that was all, he could have just whispered something to Peter. We don't know everything he says to Peter, right, in all of Scripture. But this is written down to the churches. So it's more than just to Peter. It's more than just two apostles. So how will we do his work? We do his work by building his church. What is a church called in other parts of scripture? It's his body. We do his work by being part of him and doing his will. And that's why church attendance is so important. That's why building his church is so important. That's why people who say stuff like, I can do church at home. You're lying. 
you lying because you ain't building nobody but yourself when you're at home. That's a selfish way of thinking. And that selfishness has nothing in line with the idea of a body. When we are all separate organs in the same body, how a liver going to live outside by itself? What if a liver said, I can do the body at home? You wouldn't make it very far. It is the point that the body has to be joint and connected and in unison and working together. That's the whole point of being a Christian. So when somebody tell you they do church at home, say that to them. Ask them how long they will live with their heart at home or with their brain at home. And maybe that's why they thought that, because their brain is at home, not where they at. All right, I'll close there. Good evening, everybody. So I'm just going to piggyback on pastors' um, section today. I want to focus our prayer on leaders today. Um, so what I would like to do is, um, Donna, if you could pray for just our government leaders and just God's continued use in them and continued direction that he is taking our country and the world. And then, Nick, can you pray for our church leaders, Sweet Communion specifically, but also um, all the other God-centered churches also, as we are all basically in this fight together um, against Satan and things he's trying to do in this, this wicked world. So you can pray for them. Pray for wisdom on all the leaders. Pray for direction, God's leading, um, that we continue to just seek God's direction as he leads us. Dear Lord, we thank you for being a good God, and we thank you, Lord, for being an ultimate example of what a good leader is and how um, Jesus Christ was the perfect leader and how he um, led the way to show how um, you can lead by example. And so, Lord, I just pray for our leadership. I pray for our president. I pray for our vice president, Lord. I pray for um, our governors and our senators, our governors and our aldermen, our people in government, Lord, and um, who lead our country and try to enact laws and um, uh, try to lead us in a way that supposedly pray for conviction on a lot of their hearts because it seems like there's just so much evil in government and people just tend to become so self-centered and people that they are called to represent. So I pray, Lord, for leadership that, um, in our country, Lord, as they are leading more toward um, promoting abortion, LBG and all, whatever it is, the T, and I just pray, Lord, that um, uh, you will bring conviction on their hearts, Lord, because um, this is against you, and it's um, not what you have called leadership to do, Lord. It is you want us to do, you want us to be um, fair, and you want us to be um, good in how we treat one another, but you don't want us promoting ungodliness, and Lord. Um, I just pray that you would just help us to also use our finances in a godly way, Lord, as we um, are about to pass a spending bill and um, the monies you've given us so far for COVID relief and different things, Lord, that we would um, use those monies in a wise way, Lord. And I pray that you would just help our government to see that they one day will have to give account to you because you've allowed them to be in these positions, but at the same time, they decided to not follow you once given these positions. And so I pray that you will bring conviction on their heart, Lord, and 
There's nobody in a position that's too high that cannot be reached by your word and by your gospel. So, Lord, we pray for them because we know that you are able to save to the uttermost. And so we do pray that you will bring them to salvation and show them the way to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Heavenly Father, we, <clears throat> we lift up the church leadership to you, Lord. We pray for the shepherds, pray for the servants, pray for the deacons, Lord. Pray for uh, the families, Lord, of Sweet Communion that have been charged with leadership and trusted uh, with leadership of our congregation here, Lord, and guarding your word and preaching it faithfully and living by your command and living um, to satisfy your will. Lord, we thank you for the provision, for the strength, for the clarity you've given to them, Lord, and we pray that you would continue to be with them as we seek as a congregation to be effective here in Milwaukee, Lord, to be bearers of the truth, to be uh, workers for the gospel, and um, calling out to uh, a fallen city that's in need of your kingdom. Lord, we pray expanding upon that and thinking of the, the church leaders in uh, our Grace Partner Networks, Lord, and um, surrounding counties, Lord, of the, com the connections we've made here in Milwaukee in the recent year. Lord, we pray for their congregations that you would do the same for them. Keep them centered on your word, centered on your will, and passionate, Lord. And I'm convicted that you have the truth, that you are the way, and the life is only found in your son, Jesus Christ. Father, give us boldness to um, live that out, Lord. Um, help them stand out um, among the world, Lord, in a, a world that goes crazier and crazier every day and gets louder and louder, um, calling sin good and legalizing um, just terrible abominations, Lord. Um, the world is, is heading quickly towards a cliff, Lord, and we just pray that you would help uh, your chosen leaders, Lord, stand up and be that um, that guardian at the breach, Lord, and the ones that are willing to to point out wrong, to point out sin, to to speak, and to um, preach out to the world the judgment that's coming, Lord, and and point towards salvation. Lord, we pray for our country um, that is in recent history been thought of as a, a shining example of light to the world. Father, we repent and, and we cry out, Lord, for the atrocities and for uh, the terrible things that, that we have made common practice and that as a people, as a country, Lord, that, that um, we revel and we cling to and we love um, addictions to drugs and to, to um, um, sexual things and promiscuity and um, just the terrible sin of abortion, Lord. We pray for our leaders to um, to speak out, Lord, to come out and to oppose that, Lord, to, to, to preach against that and to teach against that, to encourage those in their spheres of influence, Lord, um, that that is wicked, that that is something that, that Christians should have no part in support of, Lord. Father, we pray just from a little city here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, um, thinking globally and just getting um, a little perspective of what you've planned throughout the years, throughout the ages, and across the globe. Uh, we don't know 
how many you have chosen, how many are, are out there now, Lord, but we pray for the men and women, the families that you've risen up to be bearers of your truth, to have the banner of Christ to proclaim in uh, the various continents, various countries and places where we may never um, dream to see of, Lord, and we won't know of until the final day when we're all together. But Father, we just pray um, the, the handful of people that are here this evening, Lord, thinking and reflecting on how big and how great you are and how amazing your plan is. We pray for strength, for courage, for diligence, for faithfulness, um, for all those that you've elevated to just that, that, that worthy position, Lord, that, that calling um, that bears a lot of burden, Lord, and um, is an honorable position. We pray for them just ask you to watch over us. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord, we continue in prayer. We just continue to just lift up all of the leaders that you've entrusted to us currently. We lift up our government leaders, Lord. We ask that you continue to just use them, continue to convict upon their hearts um, what righteousness is and what um, your law is, and you continue to just use them according to your will, Lord. We know that you putting them there is your choice. We know that um, the things that they do is your choice and um, you know that even um, you allow spirits to sway them one way or another to do your will Lord and we just ask you to continue to use them continue to um, point our nations and um, our cities in the correct direction in the correct direction towards you Lord we know that the world will fight against this Lord that it's their way to rebel against you Lord but we ask that you continue to just use those in power to do your will, Lord. We ask that you use the churches all around the globe, Lord, that you continue to use your people and to speak and point to you, Lord. Speak to the cities and the communities they're a part of and even the individual lives that each one of us touch, Lord, that you use us to spread your gospel, spread your word, Lord. Um, continue to uh, just promote righteousness, Lord, and continue to just give your leaders the wisdom, even during these times, as um, COVID has shut churches down and they haven't reopened, Lord. Just give them the wisdom and what you would have them to do, Lord, and um, continue to just uh, use your people in a godly way and use your leaders in, a, in the right way and, and just give us the direction and the knowledge that we need um, to best lead our flocks. In your name we pray. Amen.